Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, hello everyone, and you join us here today to have a little bit of a discussion around the old crystal ball, because we're having a little think to see what the big brands might be releasing this year. We're going to be talking Rolex, we're going to be talking Tudor, going to be talking Patek Philippe and Audemars Piguet, and there might be some others there to join us as well. So, Tom, you're quite uh, new to the watch game in any kind of seriousness, but I think you've generally started to pick up a vibe on which are the hot watches and what are the hot expectations. Chuck in your first prediction for 2022, please. So, you know me. I do. I have a childish palate. <laughs> Gummy worms, etc. <laughs> Gummy worms, etc. Yeah. Gummy, uh, Malwam, Haribo, and, and also the Fizz. Love a tin of pop. <laughs> yeah, as as do I. As do I. Well, that that begs the that begs the ultimate question, doesn't it? Pepsi or Coke? Yeah. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. You don't have a preference? No, no. If it's fizzy and brown, drink it down. That's my motto. <laughs> um. So speaking of yeah, popular colas. How about a Rolex GMT Coke? Now I'm not alone in thinking this is going to return and hoping it will, because. The red and black combination is really striking, and it's been away too long, man. Well, you are currently wearing a red and black shirt, so uh, I, I fully believe your devotion to that colour palette. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. This 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 is interesting actually, because for a long time people were banging the drum for a ceramic Pepsi GMT. Those two colours together are, are iconic at this point. They have been oft copied by every other watchmaker and his watchmaking dog. Yeah. Um, and the Coke sits a little bit in the shadow of that. What's interesting, though, is that from a ceramic perspective, the Coke would be a lot easier for Rolex to make. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the combination of the colours and how one has to sit on top of the other, right? Yeah, exactly. They don't glue two halves of two different coloured ceramic pieces together. They, of course not. It's a two-layered process. Yeah. So as we, as we saw with the BLNR... They can add the blue and then they can add the black afterwards. That's fine. But with the Pepsi, they had to add uh, sort of a, a, a bluish red and then add a reddish blue and you get this bit of a murky mix of coloration. Yeah, the red there is more akin to Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it is. You heard it here first. Which nobody wants. <laughs> I'd say it was misunderstood, but that's just me. Yeah, no. I love it. Yeah, I think I think Coke is a good prediction. Um I also, on the other hand, think it's a little bit too wild and bold 
for some of the Rolex that we've seen in the last few years? Well, this is what this is. This I've got another sort of secondary little um, prediction to tag onto that because you say wild and bold. I think this is going to be a wild and bold year, and the the world's favourite colour is blue. Global polls indicate that blue is everyone's favourite, right. but I think red is going to stand up for itself this year. You think the red the red mist is going to descend on twenty twenty? Yeah, I think we're going to see some popular models in red. Interesting, and it's going to be bold. I think Tag tried it a couple of years ago with um, a red Monaco. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And famously, the Tudor Black Bay was first released with that burgundy bezel. Yeah, I mean, cool blue, it's chill. Everyone can get down with that. Red is a little bit frightening, a bit offensive, <laughs> but I think it, I think it can happen. <laughs> I, I think the chances of seeing a Submariner with a red bezel are probably higher than seeing a GMT Coke. Really? I think so, yeah. Oh. There's, a, there's a, whole, a whole thing about... Look how well the, the colour Tiffany Blue has done, not just for Rolex, but for Patek Philippe and anyone else who cares to use it, in fact. The addition of red... I, I really do have a sense that we are moving into a, an era, a few years of back-to-back hot colours. We've had green, we've had uh, salmon pink, we've had the Tiffany blue, and red could be that next hot colour. So I think that Rolex will likely want to milk red by itself Yeah. with the Submariner. Bearing in mind that we saw the Submariner uh, grow to 41mm and lose the colour dial, and there's now... Uh, blue and green coloured bezels only that a red one added into that seems like a good shout for a little mix and then everyone will say oh but we really want a GMT Coke and then we'll see that later on down the line and probably in a precious metal first and then with the wrong bracelet and then ultimately as everyone actually wanted it after they've already bought all the others yeah 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 they need places to go don't they they can't just if they give everyone what they want, where are they going to go after that? Yeah, exactly. You might have to come up with something new. <laughs> Disney could have given us a good Star Wars uh, sequels, but no, they wanted to give us bad one first, and then they'll do some mediocre ones, and maybe eventually they'll give us some good ones. Maybe. You're not holding hope for that, are No, you? it's too late. All the original cast members are dead, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the colours I'm hoping to see this year... I'm hoping to see a little bit of, uh, speaking of Pepsis and Cokes, a little bit of Pepsi Brown. Pepsi Brown. I think, yeah, you know how the, the root beer, Rolex redid the root beer and that was quite popular, yeah. but it didn't really it didn't really inspire anything. I'd like to see Datejusts with brown dials that have um, some of those uh, new laser engraved markings that give it that shimmer and shine, just like you're looking down the barrel of a pint glass of Coca-Cola. I think brown and black and brown and gold and bronzes and things like that it can be really refined and um it can give you a really nice warm feeling um so yeah i think that's a way to go yeah that's what i'd like to see but i expect we're going to see more uh neon eye bleeding colors that can be seen from the other side of a, a hip-hop music video <laughs> yeah I, I do i do i do have a concern that a similar fate will befall the manufacturers i mean maybe there's too much hype around them these days but at some point someone's going to say Um, And I I bring this up yet again, probably for the umpteenth time. This is all just a bunch of new hattery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to chuck in some bold predictions. So, you know, new colours are great and everything. That's those are safe bets. But I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shock you (laughs) with what I'm going to say. With no reputation to uphold, (laughs) you can just fire into the blue, can't you? Or into the red, as it may be. Exactly. I've got a couple of long shots here that I'll just lay on you now. Yeah, go for it. I think Seiko will collaborate with uh, popular Japanese anime. I mean, I've got nothing to back that up, but I reckon that'll happen. 
And and I think a couple of brands will maybe make Year of the Tiger watches. Again, you know, this is just a stab in the dark, but I think I think we might see some of those. You know full well that Year of the X watches are like a rash to the industry. They 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 have to make them. They keep them very the my favourite thing about it. Is they go, oh, new model here, new model there, and then they go, oh, year of the tiger watches. Well, no, they seem to get behind the sexy animals, but where were the, all the year of the rooster watches? That's what I want to know. <laughs> year of the pig. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Is there a year of the cockroach? I don't think so. <laughs> I wish there was, because that would clean up that year. <laughs> One thing I love about Rolex is I think their lineup is really clean. I think they've got a a very well curated catalogue of watches. Everything there has a purpose. Definitely, definitely. You know, you've got your tool watches yep. um, for your diving and your flying and, you know, you're travelling with your GMTs and sky dwellers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your everydays, your day dates, date justs, oyster perpetuals, that thing. So you've got something dressy and uh, Cellini. Um, do we need something for the scientists? I think they are. I forgot. <laughs> I think uh, recently... The scientists have been given a lot of praise and then given a lot of flack and then a lot of praise and a lot of flack. <laughs> uh, I feel I feel they are a, a an underrated bunch and perhaps deserve a little bit of a break. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about the Milgauss here, the watch that Rolex built uh, to to protect the timekeeper from strong magnetic fields, all the kinds of things that people who work in science and medicine are often around. Yeah, I I think it's it's been sort of sat gathering dust on their website for too long and I think it's got to go I think I just I feel like it's a little bit of an oddball it's too marginal um and um I think they're going to boot it and I and I I think the Air King's looking worried as well I think that they're both there they just don't fit in with the others (laughs) go yeah yeah well you quite rightly brought up the the Cellini Rolex that's always been the odd ball, the odd ball of the of the collection, and Rolex a few years ago they redid it up to give it the brand identity. It has more of a dressy look, but with the oyster sense and the Milgauss with its coloured glass and its coloured numerals and its Harry Potter second hand, yeah, and then the Air King, which is kind of an explorer, kind of an oyster perpetual. They're just hanging around, being like. Can I play too? Yeah, it's a sort of pilot's watch-esque thing, but yeah, it just seems happy to be there. But yeah, um, yeah, the, the Cellini, I think, is dressy. And then you've got the sort of blingy Pearlmaster. I think you need those kind of offerings. But the Milgauss, I'm not sure about. Seems a bit too niche. The Air King has a history of being discontinued because there were loads before that. There there were was Speed King, Tiger King, the Burger King... <laughs> And any number of others that they had previously discontinued. I may have um, misnomered some of those. Really? Uh, but there were, there were loads of them. The Air King is the only one that remains, and it's kind of redundant. Yeah. But the Milgauss, that's a bold claim. That is a bold claim. The Green Glass Milgauss has become a, a pretty popular watch yeah. of late. You think, it's, you think it's gone completely, do you? Yeah. Gone. Yeah, gone. But that does bring me on to my next prediction, which I think will be a new Milgauss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see. I see. When it comes to gambling, that you you like to hedge your bets. Yeah, I'm on the fence. Um, so, uh, yeah, new Milgauss. Um, I think 
Well, it's do the updated movement, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So there's that. There's a new generation of movement that they can um, slap inside of it. But also, I think we might see a little bit of a tweak. I think um, the green sapphire will go replaced with blue sapphire. So it's sort of carrying on the beer bottle motif or whatever it is. <laughs> and then the blue sunburst dial will be inverted and that will be now a green sunburst dial with a yellow hand. So it'll be a nice kind of pop in. If, if, I, if I understand my colour theory correctly, once you mix all that together, won't it look exactly the same? Um, I'll mock it up. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Well, given given your uh, wild prediction for the colour red being bold, I wonder if they're going to do a red glass version. That would be interesting. It'd look a little bit like a, a submarine sonar or something like that. Oh, a, yeah, cool. A, a special ops night vision goggle. Something more along the U-boat line, perhaps. Oh, yeah, something for the scientists and engineers. Yeah, they like... They're often peering through red glass when, you know, something goes wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so they can look at their time, pause briefly with a look of horror on their face and say, Dear God, it's ten o'clock. Yeah, perfect. Bold, bold predictions all round. Um, The ones I'm going to add to this mix are perhaps less predictions and more things I would really like to see and have money burning a hole in my pocket um, waiting for. We saw the Tudor Black Bay GMT, lovely watch. We saw the Tudor Black Bay Chrono, which was recently uh, updated to kind of give us more vintage vibes. Those are two very nice watches. Mm. I have a Tudor Black Bay, but I don't have a, a standard one. I have the 58. It's a little bit smaller for my more effeminate, um, but yet very hairy wrists. Uh, and the, for me, the Black Bay Chrono and the Black Bay GMT are just a bit too big and a bit too thick. Dear Tudor, please... Will you make the Chrono 58 and the GMT 58? And I promise to give you some of my money. A baby panda? Is that what you want? I, You know my feelings on nicknames. <laughs> but yes, a, a baby panda and um, a small Pepsi, please. <laughs> Excellent. I don't think I'm alone in that one. I think a lot of people have been asking for a GMT 58 for a while because it's, it's quite chunky watch as it stands. I don't know... I don't know if it's a mechanical logistics thing, like the, the movements, the chrono movements and the GMT movements don't fit in a Black Bay 58, but come on. If anyone can make it work, dearest Tudor. We want smaller versions of every watch, don't we? I think that's that'd be nice. Yeah, 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 that, that would be good. Um, speaking of which, Patek Philippe, discontinuing the 5711. Right. Audemars Piguet, the Royal Oak 15202, also discontinued because they copied Protect Philippe's homework. Well, they're, they're just they're just too dang popular. They're, they're, they've got to protect the brand. These watches have got out of control. That's what that's what Thierry Stern said, wasn't it? That he didn't want Protect Philippe to become known as the manufacturer of the Nautilus. And I, 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 I sympathise with that. The brand is way more than that sports watch that they made in the 1970s to avoid bankruptcy. Yeah, because, you know, obviously they do all those other uh, models. The... Uh, the trying to think of the what's the one with Patek <coughs> Nautilus no that's the that's the one isn't it yeah no no oh no I'll tell you it's the Aquanaut that's the one oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. So they make that as well and it's a shame that that one's not getting quite the same reception as a Nautilus no. um, but my main concern and I think this is unfounded is that both of those watches will come back with an extra millimetre to their dimension 
We saw that with Rolex and the Submariner, 40 millimeters to 41. These are bold changes. <laughs> We've seen the AP do that in the past with the uh, the non-ultra thin Royal Oak, boosting it up in case size. And I really hope that's not going to be a trend for the two classic models. Yeah, yeah. You might you might call that petty, but again, small wrists. I can't afford either of those, so it kind of doesn't matter. But I'm spe- I feel like I'm on a soapbox speaking on behalf of the um, the wealthy watch buying public. Yeah. They can buy their own soapboxes. Please no 41, 42 millimetres for Nautilus and Royal Oaks. Yes, they can buy their own soapboxes. Shower gel boxes. Let me lay this out for you. Your Patek Philippe or your Audemars Piguet and your brands have absolutely exploded with the Nautilus and the Royal Oak. Like people, people are shooting their grandmothers in the face to get these watches. They cannot get enough of them. They, No matter the price, people will spend more. You as a brand do have an identity to protect. And let's not forget that AP tried to reinvent itself a little bit with the um, Code 1159. And it's all eyes back on these two models. What would you do? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a risky business, isn't it? If you want to preserve your brand and, and make it more about just, you know, one singular piece... You need to offer something else, don't you? If you want it, you can't just take it away and then... Yeah, I mean, that would be a bit like um, a child seeing another child play with a toy that they want and grabbing it and just saying, no! <laughs> yeah. It's it's not it's a part of their history for both brands. It's an important part. You, know, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect Omega to say, oh, everyone loves the Speedmaster a bit too much, axe it. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see that, but... So maybe they'll do what Omega do and just release more and more Nautilus... We've got Tiffany dials, we've got Gimbal's dials, we've got Macy's dials. As many limited edition Nautiluses as you can think of. Yeah, Walmart Royal Oak, that'd be yeah. good. Nautilus Ultraman, yeah. Nautilus Ultraman, that'd be great. You could have Nautilus Dark Side of the Moon, but Pink Floyd, not the actual moon. I, I, I quite like that. I'd buy that, yeah. With, with the beautiful movement covered with an engraving of the prism motif on the back of the crystal so you can't see it properly <laughs> yeah exactly uh so i i i have no idea what they're going to do uh, my assumption is that they will be the ultimate in new hattery they will look almost identical with a slightly different brand marking or the removal of the date or something like that and they will become more expensive and more exclusive and we will become even more unlikely to get one yeah Maybe they'll bring out a smartwatch that plays Half-Life 3. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, I look forward to uh, waiting a long time to actually get one in my hands and then being secretly disappointed. Uh, any other any other bold predictions that you have for this year? Oh, what about if we're talking about something bold and new? Yeah. I reckon Rolex is going to we're going to see something new from them. Something new. As in new new model, not new hat, new model. New model, yeah. I'm thinking a new dweller. <laughs> we've got sky, yeah. we've got sea. Yeah. I think we're going to see cave. <laughs> well, maybe. That's what the Explorer was supposed to be, wasn't it? The Explorer was the cave dweller watch, and they. I don't know why they didn't call it cave dweller. Maybe that had too many connotations with the homeless, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, this sounds a bit primordial, doesn't it? Maybe a bit primitive. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm thinking really rugged, loads of loom. Yeah. Bone hands. <laughs> what, like actual kind of skeleton arms with pointy fingers? I don't know, yeah. 
Maybe they can laser etch some cave paintings on the dial. That would be nice. Yeah. It would be sort of like a weird juxtaposition of like primitive early paintings and ultra-precise modern technology. How about that? Well, they've definitely teased Space Dweller in the past. Oh, I believe that yeah. was a, a concept watch at one point. Um, maybe, maybe to face a, a modern era and a new digital audience, there will be the uh, bottom half of the comments dweller. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I imagine the bottom half of the comments dweller would probably have like a, a, a protective coating on it that instantly breezes away Cheeto dust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe an urban dweller. Yeah, that's cool. That lets you that lets you know when thieves are around, so you can tuck the watch under a cuff. That would be genuinely useful for Rolex owners, I think. Yeah, I, I think um, perhaps a good accessory for Rolex at this point would be some sort of uh, wrist clamping protection device yeah. that stops owners having their arms ripped off for their watches. Yeah, or some sort of mace dispersant technology. Oh, well now you're talking. Because that, that brings me on to Omega. And I'm going to hazard a guess that Omega will be doing something this year. And perhaps it might have something to do with James Bond or space. Well, I've got a, I've got an Omega James Bond prediction for you. How about this? I think... Go on. With Daniel Craig having um, served his term as Bond, so there'll be a new Bond, I think the Omega Constellation will replace the Seamaster as the Bond watch when uh, Zendaya is announced as the next 007. That's a good shout. She's so hot right now, and I think Daniel Craig was a bit too gritty, a bit too dark. I think she can bring a real sort of Spy Kids vibe back to Bond and make it a, you know, a bit more, <laughs> a bit of levity. I think that would be great. Um, I think Bond needs shaking up, and I think she's the gal for the job. I think Bond is a prat. I think, uh, you know, I have a martini shaken, not stirred. Get a Coke, James, you're driving. <laughs> So, yeah, it will just be another boring white dude. And I think Zendaya, you know, I think she's dynamite. I think she can really shake it shake it up, something a bit fresh. Yeah, Omega Constellation on her wrist. Let's see it. Well, thank you, Tom. Um, and whatever it is, whoever it is, there will no doubt be a limited run of 10,007 pieces to commemorate that. But what I think, you were talking about Rolex introducing a mace spray. It's a shame that... Uh, I was going to say it's a shame that people aren't stealing Omegas. That's not a shame at all. That's that's quite a wonderful thing. But if Omega ever were to find itself in the same position of Rolex in that level of desirability, that Bond connection, the gadget theme, would place them ideally to genuinely create a watch that had a buzzsaw bezel or a mace spray or a self-destructing uh, button yeah. on it. Yeah, that would be great. So so the, the, uh, the, the thief could get their just desserts. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this this show has has become world-renowned for offering exceptional advice to watch manufacturers. And whilst some of the Rolex stuff, you could say, is a a fairly safe bet, I think as far as Omega is concerned, we would like a cut on those ideas. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And with with that uh, eye-opening look into the year of 2022, when it comes to the watch brands that most people have heard of, we're going to wrap it up. We look forward to seeing whether or not we're actually right. And if we are, then um, you're welcome, everyone. You could you can get your, your pennies saving now. Yeah. We're probably wrong. Yeah. You especially. Yeah. God, <laughs> I'm so wrong about everything. 
<laughs> All right, well, let us know in the comments what you think and um, please do subscribe. We really do appreciate all the comments that we've been seeing for this new show and, and how much you're enjoying it. On the Horizon, audio-only format of the podcast, brought to you on other platforms. Keep your ears to the ground. But until then, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.